Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your host, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, my dear, welcome to today's radio show. Yes, thank you. It's going to be a great show. Looking forward to it. And we're going to be rounding out the 15 biggest buyer mistakes that you are probably making. And I would add some of them some of the time. Some of you guys maybe all of them all the time. So pay attention. Put a star next to the things you're going to correct. And we hope to make this very practical and applicable. Back to you. That's right. And go back and listen to, remember this is part three, go back and listen to the first two parts. You know, as I think about all of you guys, 100,000-ish listeners, I'm wondering how many of you are um, right now scheduling your weekends away, giving your time away, uh, thinking you're working with pre-qualified, motivated buyers. And, and, and what you're really look, working with are lookers that will never purchase. And I, I hope that most of you, if not all of you, Go back and listen to the past podcasts, just the, you know, part one and part two of this series, so you can make sure you're not wasting your time with time-wasting buyers. Look, guys, it's not the buyer's fault. You know, there's an old saying, it's been around forever, and it's kind of, I don't know, distasteful, but it is what it is. And the old saying is, buyers are liars. I've never agreed with that, because the truth is, buyers aren't liars. Buyers just basically are waiting for you to ask them the right questions. So if you're finding yourself working with unmotivated buyers who seem you know, shifty, who seem like they don't have any real focus, who don't ever purchase anything, it's not their fault. It's your fault. You shouldn't have had them in your car to begin with. There's a mindset shift for most of you that when you put that into place, you'll start finding yourself being more respectful of your time. And the odd thing that happens is when you're more respectful, respectful of your time, others become more respectful of your time as well. Remember, premier coaching clients, make sure you're using the buyer presentation. Make sure you're following the buyer rules. Make sure you're only working with buyers that are truly motivated as much as buyers ever can be. Um, and Julie, I think you have some great comments from the face, our private Facebook page that you'd like to shout out or like to give uh, recognition to some of those members. Yes, indeed. And remember that our private Facebook page is for our premier coaching members. That's their community. That's our family. So there's lots of Referrals going back and forth, and I think there's at least four different requests for accountability partners and role play partners and that sort of thing. So uh, make sure you guys are paying attention to that. And from uh, coaching member Everardo Banuelos writes, prospecting is the motor of our business. And, of course, your motivation, being fearless, excited about helping people, and a big smile regardless of the obstacles you may go through. I've been cold calling for a while, maybe dialing 100 or sometimes even 300 people a day to talk to 20 or so. And this morning I got a call from someone who I talked to about four months ago. He wants me to go and see his duplex because he wants to sell that and buy another one. He was the result of my action, taking to the phone and going against the negative mindset that tells me not to do it. Prospecting in any way will give me results as long as I'm persistent. So I think that was a great uh, comment, and it really highlights what you and I often say with different radio shows, that you've got to remember much of real estate is too soon to tell. But I can tell you for sure, if you don't take action, you for sure won't get results. So here is Everardo making a great uh, commentary that, you know what, sometimes it seems like dial, 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 is anything going to happen? And then you get a call from somebody you talked to four months ago. And I can almost guarantee you that four months ago, Everardo probably ended that day saying, well, guess I didn't get anything today, but it was too soon to tell. 
you know, a lot of our clients that do open houses the way we coach them to do will get open house leads that they've been following up on one or two years later. You know, I'm not a big fan of that kind of drag out follow up. But the thing is, those people just weren't ready yet. And so many agents make it all about themselves all the time and try and translate that as some kind of rejection, when in fact, somebody just wasn't ready yet. And because you were nice to them and followed up with them, even two years ago, you're the one who's going to be helping them but, buying and selling. So Julie, just to highlight that. Back to you. So don't, Julie, don't let that get away from you because if I know what you're you were thinking as you were saying it. You were you don't want to be confusing, and so I'm going to make sure that all of our listeners right. aren't confused. We aren't fans of long-term lead follow-up, and I'll tell you guys why. You can put them in drip systems all you want, but statistically, we know that it doesn't work. Never really has worked, by the way. Long-term lead follow-up essentially is a waste of time and a waste of money. Now, you will get with enough people. You're just going to play the odds and the numbers, and eventually you're going to get something. And if you want to do long-term lead follow-up so that somehow in the background it's working for you so that maybe one day somehow it will create a lead for you, that's fine. But the problem is is that so many agents basically think they're in the lead generation business. They don't realize that what they truly are in is, yes, the lead generation business, but the lead conversion business. And unless you know how to really convert leads at a high level, level, all the names and emails and phone numbers in the world aren't going to mean crap. And that's the mistake, again, a lot of new agents make because they listen to a lot of bad information. Your job, guys, is to get in front of as many people as possible, communicate directly with them, not passively like social networking. Social networking is not working. Don't be confused about that. So your job is to get in front of as many people as possible and pre-qualify them at the highest level as possible, as fast as possible. That way, you're only working with the truly motivated. There are you know, right now, guys, millions of truly motivated sellers out there that need to sell their houses. And I can even just, for every one seller, there's probably two or three buyers who think they're motivated but may, might not be motivated 60 to 90 days from now. So why am I saying that? Because, guys, at the end of the day, even though this series is on buyers, there's no such thing as, and there never will be, as a truly motivated buyer. There's no such thing as a have-to-buy buyer because buyers can always rent. Buyers can always wait. Buyers can always you know what I'm saying? Getting the point? Whereas sellers, there's lots of examples of sellers that have to sell. Financial reasons, relocation, all the rest of it. Not even a 1031, for those of you who are arguing with me in your heads, not even a 1031 is truly a have-to-buy have to buyer because they can just pay the taxes, right? So that's the reason, ultimately, you guys want to be putting your best energies every day towards focusing on converting sellers, and why don't we want you just gathering leads? It's because the more leads you gather, the harder it is for you to find the truly motivated. And psychologically what it does is it creates a false sense of security. I have been to real estate conferences, seen on you know many, many posts on different websites where agents are bragging about the fact they have tens of thousands of people in their long-term lead follow-up database, and they actually think that has value. That has about as much value as basically an old-fashioned white pages with just a bunch of names, addresses, and phone numbers. So your job, again, listeners, coaching clients, especially you, understand that your job is to look for the folks that have their hands in the air and saying, I want to uh, buyer, well, you know, I'm saying buyer for the sake of this week's calls, this, this week's shows, but the reality of it is, I want you spending your best time going after the folks who have their hands in the air and say, I need to sell my house. When you focus primarily on sellers, your best energy on sellers, you'll have more buyers than you can ever want to deal with. That's just the way it works. For every like one listing you take, you'll probably generate at least, probably, no exaggeration, guys, probably 25 or 30 uh, buyer leads, if you want them. <laughs> you guys get the point? So look, there are definite reasons why sellers have to sell. 
there's definite reasons why the sellers will always have to sell, no matter what the economy does, no matter what interest rates do, no matter who the president is. And so always, every day, focus your best energies on going after sellers. It does require skill. It does require discipline. It does require doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. But it is truly the only way to have long-term, steady, uh, ever-increasing cash flow in real estate versus cash spurts. Julie, do you think I made the point sufficiently? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> yes. Yeah, good. Indeed. So, yes. I, I, You know, I was just thinking about I had an introductory coaching call once that I'll never forget where, you know, we ask lots of questions, of course. And I asked about, uh, you know, their lead uh, system and how many leads this particular agent had. And I remember she said over 2,000. And, you know, after peeling myself off the ceiling because – I mean, really? <laughs> you mean you have a bunch of people in your drip system is really what the answer was. So, yeah, I mean, the, having that many leads and being a gatherer versus a hunter of appointments, the, you know, that many leads cover up if there are any good leads in there. I mean, that's a lot of hay to get the needle out of the haystack. So you've really got to think about what you're doing on a daily basis. And that's why we talked to you about urgent, daily, relentless lead follow-up. If you're talking to them while they're thinking about real estate, you're going to sort it out a lot faster than throwing it into a bucket and, you know, trying to shake them loose later. So I think you made the point excellent. And uh, on to our last remaining buyer points. Go so for I it. I think we're on number 13. Sorry that you were going to jump in. Uh, 13 is. And again, if you guys missed the previous ones, just listen to the previous podcast and get caught up. Point number 13 on buyer mistakes, and this is a big one, probably could do a whole show about this, lack of emotional control during the transaction, making it too hard, too dramatic, too full of stress. Yes, sometimes agents are actually the source of the drama in the transaction, not even the buyers or sellers. Sometimes it can be a perfectly smooth transaction, but the agent's subconsciously wreck it and you know i think that a lot of times agents feel like they have to kind of over earn their commission when it seems too easy and this is when they play home inspector or they'll play you know uh, structural engineer or something like that and they'll get themselves in the way and they'll create objections where there aren't any would you add to that tim or i mean this is kind of a big topic the whole emotional drama during the transaction well, so when you walk into a house with a buyer, let's assume that you're working with a motivated buyer, as motivated as they can be, and you're showing a great house this weekend. Here's what the inexperienced amongst you will do. You'll walk into the house and you'll talk yourselves out of a sale. Then this is an old piece of advice we got from our original broker, Rory Averill, who's still selling in Columbus, Ohio, best broker probably in the nation. Say hi to him if you're listening, our Columbus fans. So here's the thing for you. Keep this in mind, what Rory said. If they don't like the house, you like it. If they like the house, you love it. In other words, you never have a bad thing to say. Keep your yap shut. You're not a home inspector. You're not supposed to be talking about the 2x4s or the 4x6s or the electrical or the plumbing or the this or the that. You're not supposed to talk about anything. Your job is just to open the door and shut up. That truly is your job. So many of you guys are just talking yourselves out of listing or out of buyer sales because you just don't shut up. You think they actually care what you have to say. You're walking into a house, and you're saying, oh, my gosh, this house smells like Gatby. The wallpaper is hideous. Look at this kitchen. It looks like it needs to be backhoed. Whereas the buyer was thinking, I have cats. I don't smell the cat pee. Um, I like the wallpaper. It reminds me of my grandma's house. And this kitchen is exactly like the house the kitchen I had in my parents' house when I was growing up. I love this house. But you just walked all over it because you wouldn't keep your mouth shut. 
Now, there's all kinds of psychological reasons why agents do that, and we could talk about that on another show. But here's the bottom line. Just shut up. Open the door. Be nice. Be friendly. Be supportive. And then follow the three times out script that we give you as part of the Premier Coaching Program. Give them permission to purchase when they buy something. Make sure you don't stand in the way of that happening. And that's how you make it happen, guys. It's not difficult working with buyers. It's the reason agents gravitate towards it because it's mostly social. But it's also the least profitable end of the business, working with buyers. So just remember that. Next point, Julie? Yeah, and just one uh little other tip that I was remembering as you were talking about that. When you have people that are upgrading their house, especially relocating, get a picture of their previous house. That's what they bought last time. Assuming they don't come to the table saying how much they hated that house, it's probably what they're looking for this time. Uh, I found that to be very helpful when we had our, you know, our buyer team, when you and I were working with buyers, just ask them, you know, give me a picture of where you're actually living right now and go find that. That's going to shorten the path a little bit. Okay. Point number 14. Mistakes, not using a buyer agency agreement agency agreement, or at least discussing loyalty. So a lot of agents complain about buyers not being loyal. That's where the whole buyers are liars little phrase comes in. And again, to your point, Tim, at the top of the show, it's not the buyer's fault. They don't know what being loyal to an agent really means. And because most agents don't have them, quote, in contract like you do on a listing agreement, why would they think that? Most of them only buy every three to five years. Another report came out uh, recently that now it's stretched out to seven or eight years. Some of them have never bought anything at all. So how would they know? Why are you putting all of the responsibility on them knowing how to behave correctly? You've got to have that meeting that we talked about on a previous show, buyer presentation, that explains what's the process, what can they expect from you, what do you expect from them? Well, under the what to expect from them umbrella is loyalty. What does that mean? When you walk into an open house and they ask if you're working with an agent, give them my card now that we're working together. Okay? When you walk into new construction, let them know we're working together. If you want to see a for sale by owner, jot down the phone number and the address and I'll set it up for you. I'm on your side, not the listing agent side. So talking about loyalty is critical. And if you're not doing that, don't, ex- you know, I always say on coaching calls and premier, you know, don't come crying to us when you know this is a fact, you know this is a point, you know this is a big mistake and we've coached you about this. Don't come whining and complaining when they buy an open house this weekend if you haven't had this discussion about how things work and loyalty. Whether you're using a formal buyer agency agreement or not, you need to have that discussion at the buyer presentation at your office before you show property. I hope I'm not being too hard on them about that, Tim, but you know they like to whine about this. Well, guys, again, if you're going to work with buyers, and all of you at some point are, you need to have a formalized system. You need to have a formalized approach. You need to stop basically showing up at buyer's house or at the house the buyer wants to see, stop being a Pop-Tart agent, stop risking your own safety uh, acting like that, start following a regimented process, listen to the first two podcasts we did this week. It'll kind of walk you through the whole thing. It's not difficult. Next point, Julie. All right, so the next final and possibly most important point is – Number 15, biggest mistake, not being a listing agent. So you don't really have to worry as much about points number 1 through 14. Okay, So all the things that we talked about were buyer traps, and though most of you consider yourselves pretty good buyer's agents, and I probably agree with that, it's more fun, it's easier, takes less skill. As Tim said, it's more social. But there's all of these things you have to be careful about. And we talked about you know, the mistake of not pre-qualifying before you start showing. We talked about not meeting them at the office and not knowing who you're really working with. 
We talked about the mistake of not using a buyer presentation or system, poor lead follow-up, you know, set the next appointment during your last appointment so you don't have to chase them down again. All of these things that create stress and consternation on the buyer side of things, not to mention that most of you are having to compete on your buyer sides and may or may not even win that once you've found the right house for them. So what is the ultimate solution? Be the listing agent. They for sure have a sale in almost every case right now. Some of you guys have endless showings set up for this weekend. Those listing agents who have those listings, especially the fresh new ones, they can almost take that check to the bank. But as a buyer's agent, you have to watch for all these mistakes and get your buyers in contract. So I think really the solution always comes down to what we used to say. No matter what your problem is in real estate or what's causing your stress, the solution is take a new listing, right? Always, right? I mean, nothing will make you <laughs> or, feel or better three or than ten. Right. Nothing will make you feel uh, better ever than putting a for sale sign in a yard followed by a sold sign in a yard. That's the reason that every real estate conversation, every real real estate conversation always swings back to the the focus of being a listing agent because that's where the power is. The mindset that you folks have to basically accept is that that there there are sellers everywhere. There are opportunities everywhere. The opportunity to learn how to become a powerful listing agent is rare. That's the truth. Because so much emphasis right now is being put on stuff that's not skills-based. So much of what's being sold to agents is being sold to agents on the premise that they won't have to actually learn how to sell. You guys notice that? Also, so much of what's being sold to agents nowadays is based on the premise that they won't actually have to learn how to ever run a business, ever have to learn how to actually lead, uh, generate their own leads. So all these companies, guys, are inundating you with messages that are confusing as hell. And you know what? I do, if Julie and I got a real estate license today, I think I'd feel the same way a lot of you guys do, just overwhelmed with options. You're being hit over the head with CRMs. You're being hit over the head with direct mail. You're being hit over the head with branding. You think that all that stuff is necessary for you to do because people are telling you, people that you think are telling you good, uh, giving you good advice are telling you that you have to do all those things. Well, you don't. You don't really have to do any of them. Matter of fact, if you guys pay attention to what we're saying, everything that – is important in real estate is about these two thoughts. Number one, being of service to others. Number two, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And by the way, those are the same two rules that you should apply to any business you ever get into. But in real estate, the gold is always going to be being a listing agent. Next step, realizing that there's sellers all around you. Always folks looking to sell. The leads are not hard to find. We, as part of the Premier Coaching Program, give you a list of like 50 different places you can get listing leads. But trust me, they're not hard to find. They're everywhere. Knowing what to say, knowing how to manage their expectations, especially in a changing market, knowing how to price, knowing how to you know have a powerful presentation, knowing how to have a really kick-ass pre-listing pack, knowing how to uh, you know compete. That's really what it is. At the at the end of the day, that's what a lot of you guys are avoiding is learning how to compete. Some of you guys think that you can just basically merrily go along in your real estate careers just working your centers of influence in your past clients. And you can if you don't have very high expectations for what you're going to get out of your business. Eventually, that well dr- runs dry, and you already know that if you've been following that. Now, we do believe in chasing centers of influence and past clients. That's for darn sure. But to think you can build a business around that, a sustainable, long-term, ever-increasing business, good luck. Why? Because you always need new leads, and eventually your centers of influence and past clients, unless they're actively increasing their center of influence past client list, you're going to end up with basically nobody. 
That's the reason you have to learn how to lead generate. That's the reason you have to learn how to compete. That's the reason you have to learn how to build a really powerful pre-listing package. And then, guys, what happens is you start building confidence. Some of you are, again, this is – look, guys, we don't give you guys this information necessarily with the idea of making you feel motivated or making you feel you know, any sort of way other than educated because our belief is that if, you're, uh, if you have the proper tools and if you have the proper – I don't know if you want to call them weapons, but if you have the proper weapons to go into battle, you're going to be excited, encouraged, motivated. So when you have a pre-listing pack in hand, for example, that you are 100% confident that's going to you know, blow the sellers out of the water, completely annihilate all of your competitors, you are then going to be encouraged to go after those sellers that you don't know, the FISBOs, the expireds, the notice of defaults, the, all the others that we teach you guys how to chase. You're going to be excited about that because you know you're going to have the very tools you need to overcome all the reasons why you've been avoiding learning how to be, in, uh, to be a powerful listing agent. You're afraid of the question, what makes you different? You're afraid of the questions when they ask you about commissions, about their listing terms, about your experience, about all those things, right? I know you are. That's the reason we created the pre-listing pack for you, because it answers all those questions for you. It makes you almost invincible. If you follow our listing process from the beginning to end, from the pre for lead generation to the pre-qualifying, all the way to the you know sending the pre-listing to uh, obviously presenting, if you follow the whole process that we give for you, even if you're a brand-new, inexperienced agent, you will absolutely own the day. Now, we have a majority of you are not inexperienced new agents. You're seasoned agents. You've been in the business forever. You've never built the wealth. You've never had the consistent cash flow that you were hoping to have. And when you guys listen to us, I read your emails, you're kind of figuring out why, because you know you've been shiny silver bullet chasers for the last 100 decades, and now you're kind of coming around to the conclusion that, hey, guess what? If I had been doing what I didn't want to do and I didn't want to do it at the highest level for the past you know, however many years, I would be at a completely different place than I am now. Had I followed an actual proven system, had I learned how to lead generate, had I accepted the fact that I am a salesperson and it's my job to be the best version of a salesperson I possibly can be, had I accepted those things when I got my real estate license originally years and years ago, I probably would be incredibly wealthy now. And guess what? You would have been and you still can be. Guys, there's lots of examples in history of people, just for those of you who think you might be too old to become successful. I get these emails too. There's lots of examples in history of people who are uh, in their 70s who basically become millionaires for the first time. Look, guys, there's nothing wrong with uh, essentially experiencing huge levels of success at later stages in your life. Who cares? At least you did it. You know, at least you overcame your fears and you actually move forward. At the end of the day, guys, that's what this is all just about, right? It's the chatter in your head. It's the fear in your head. Look, guys, don't get seduced by the whole mindset conversation. That's the other thing that I see, again, from reading your emails. I see this every single day. So many of you guys are trying to attribute your lack of success to your mindset. Bullshit. It's not your mindset. It's your skill set. When you improve your skill set, your mindset will change. Doesn't that just make sense? When you decide you want to join the Navy and you want to become a Navy SEAL, um, you know, and, and you decide you can actually sign up for the Navy and you can go right to BUDS and learn how to be a Navy SEAL. How crazy is that? How much time do you think they spend talking to you about your mindset? The answer is none. Zero. They, <laughs> they get you into action you right quick. 
That's they do. That's the cure to the mindset. They get you into massive action, and then here's what happens. Like if there's if there's a, a buds class that has like you know 300 guys in it, and they're running like five different teams. At the end of it, there's like 10 guys because the rest of them washed out. But here's what all of them say. They all say, I. Uh, what I took away from this, I wasn't surprised what I could do physically. I was surprised what I was able to do mentally. You see? What happened was their mindset changes as they're in action. But modern, sort of guru-ish, uh, you know, coaching, speaking, books, all this motivational self-improvement crap, it tells you the exact opposite. It tells you you have to work on your mindset before you can get into action. You know that's not true. You know that your your mindset will change when you're in action. You guys see how we're we're taking an, an opposite approach to virtually everything that's being taught to you guys out there. We're taking an opposite approach. Why? Because we've been coaches for two decades. We've seen the ramifications of those of you who make the wrong decisions. We've we've some of our coaching clients we've had for ten years, fifteen years, and we've seen them go from basically just real estate, you know podlings and now they're incredibly successful multiple businesses many millions of dollars that to me is motivational i know that we can get you guys up the mountain you're just going to have to have the courage to put the blinders on become myopic which is basically tunnel vision and focus on the core things that make you the best version of a salesperson of a, a, a essentially a a provider of great service. Now, by service, I mean not what you think I mean. By service, I mean someone who can handle different problems, different emotional challenges that people have, someone that actually delivers on the result, someone that can help uh, sellers primarily overcome their fears. That's what I mean by service. Returning a phone call or an email, that's expected. That's kind of like let's not brag about that. Let's not brag about the flowers you bring to closing. Let's actually have a higher level of service and being of service to other people because you actually solve other people's problems. You guys get it? So listen, we want you to have a fantastic weekend. But remember, don't let these buyers suck away your life energy. Don't let because what happens if you guys get a bunch of unmotivated lookers, not buyers in your car, it's your fault. But what happens is you're going to waste June, you're going to waste July, you're going to waste August. The year's going to be over and you're going to give up. And here's what breaks my heart for all of you. Because nobody but Julie and I were willing to tell you the truth you were going to think the problem was you. You're going to think as you begin to burn out of real estate and fell out of real estate that the problem was you, wasn't you? You were just on the wrong path. If you're listening to this podcast now, along with tens of thousands of other agents, you are either putting your toe on the right path, or you're starting to go down the right path, or you're already on the right path with us. Wherever you are in this process, guys, just understand our highest and truest purpose, professionally speaking, is to be of service to you all, to help you guys avoid all the pitfalls and the mistakes so you can ascend your mountain as quickly as you can and you guys can live an incredible life. But it does require work. It does require skills. There are no easy buttons in life. And anytime any of these, you know, I was going to say a bad word, but I don't want Gina to yell at me. Anytime any of these people show up in your town on a webinar trying to sell you some easy three-click process to basically you know, solve all your problems, you got to know it's not true. you got to say no, and you got to be willing to say, I'm going to do the tough work. I'm going to do what other people aren't willing to do. So at the end of the day, I can experience what other people never will. If you guys need us for anything, I love your emails. We read them all the time. We respond to all of them. Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. 
anytime we can be of service to you in any way, I want you guys to reach out to us. And remember, if you've not scheduled your free coaching call yet, it's not too late. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. We have literally, I don't know, thousands, maybe a thousand, I don't know, past podcasts that are living on iTunes, on Stitcher. You can also go to our main website to get the latest real estate headlines at timandjulieharris.com. But remember, guys, yes, we own the company. Yes, it's a you know fairly large company at this point, but we always are reachable if you email us directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Anytime we can give any service to any of you, please feel free to ask. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio. Well, if you listen to our replays, we'll talk to you on the radio anytime. Otherwise, we'll talk with you on the radio on Monday. Thanks. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.